welcome to the Rush Valley Podcast. Today, we will be talking about everything outdoors, family, sports, and probably some interesting stories. I am your host, Anders Lantz. In today's episode, we will be talking with Jordan Zimmer about how he got involved in the hunting world, his childhood growing up, and what he's doing today. Jordan is an absolute inspiration to not only myself, but to many more in his community. Some would call him a local legend. With us on the line now, Jordan Zimmer. How are you, bud? Pretty good. How are you doing, Dirt? Oh, not too bad. Finally got you on here. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is uh, pretty cool. Well, never uh, go ahead. Why don't you uh why don't you introduce yourself? All right. I'm Jordan Zimmer. Um, I'm 31 years old. I uh, live in western Wisconsin. Um bow hunting, hunting deer, whitetails are my passion. Um, so uh yeah, I uh, married um two little boys, four and three years old, and uh they love the outdoors as much as I do. So Pretty soon they'll be kicking your ass. You know that, right? Yeah, that won't be long. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> so you're sitting at work right now. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we get right into that? What do you? What do you do now? Yeah, so I uh, I work at Oak Mountain Feed, um, and then uh, a part of Oak Mountain Feed is Monster Buck Food Plot Feed, which um, you know I kind of been running that here the last uh, couple years. Um, so uh, basically, uh, with Elk Mountain Seed and Monster Bug Seed Plot Seed, we're a full-on uh, seed house. Um, we sell, you know, any kind of seed you can think of, um, from you know, egg seed to food plot seed, all the way to bird seed, mm-hmm. um, turf seed. So uh, yeah, it's uh, you know pretty uh, wide range of seeds, but um, I. I mostly focus on the food, food plot feed. So. Yeah. You stay pretty busy with just food plots? Yeah. So basically, uh, we start ramping up, you know, in February, March. Um, and we're busy all the way through uh, May. Um, and then June, for some reason, you know, we stay steady, but it, it kind of slows down, and then it really ramps back up in July, um, all the way through August, and now, you know, this last week it's kind of slowed down a little bit, but uh, we're still selling plenty of winter rye, so I would expect that yeah. to uh, keep us busy here the next couple of weeks. So, so uh, you you work with uh, your relatives, right? Yeah, so they're, uh, they're kind of. Is it hard to deal with them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh, no, it's. It's not bad. No, um, I'm just teasing. Scott and Cody, it's, uh, you know, Cody, his passion is uh, farming and dirt. And, you know, they got me kind of uh, you know, more of the food plot seed and hunting. Um, so that, you know, it's both, uh, you know, driven by our passion. So Scott and Cody are big hunters, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cody, uh, he's, uh, he's big into gun hunting. Um, that's about it. Uh, Scott, still he likes working to on him, but yeah, no, actually, he uh, last couple of years he well, he bought out one of those bank blinds here, and you know, he got himself a nice little heater, so keep him out there a little bit longer. Well, good. 
Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you tell people like where Elk Mound, obviously it's in Elk Mound. That's in what, what is it like from Eau Claire area? Yeah. So we're, we're about 10 minutes west of Eau Claire. Um, um, Elk Mound's a small little town if you blink and miss it. But, uh, yeah, we're right off of 94 between Eau Claire and on the way to the city. So. Yeah, and we can talk more about like specific seed and stuff here in a little bit, but um, I just had to ask, do you have, what what do you have in for food plots this year? Uh, right now I have uh, beans, um, beans and brassicas are the main thing I have uh, going in this year. Um, established a couple new smaller clover plots um, that I expect to take off in, right away next spring. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, I got my brassicas in here first week of August. Um, they're coming up nicely to go along to go along with my beans, um, and then I'll probably broadcast some winter rye here in the next couple weeks. What is your reasoning for broad, uh, broadcasting that winter rye um, around the late summer time? Um, it's I like it for the fact that uh, it's pretty simple to grow. Um, it's going to stay green through the winter mm-hmm. and then you know what i think the best thing about winter rye is it's the first thing to green up right away in the spring um so you're gonna have deer you know deer will have a food source um, right away along with the turkey so yeah i i just like it for the fact that it you know it's the first thing to green up in the spring yeah and does it would you say that winter rye kind of keeps the weeds out of the the plots yeah, a little bit right away yeah and then you know right away in the spring it's you know, it kind of acts as a cover crop, so it's a, a great weed suppressor. Um, and winter rye is a lot easier to work with, you know, in the spring instead of just your natural vegetation that comes up. So. Mm-hmm. How are how are the crops coming? I know there was a stretch during the summer that was like almost thirty some days without rain. Yeah, it uh, it was a tough year, um, you know, with the the uh, drought and everything, but it seemed like we, you know, we'd get some timely rains that would kind of hold us over. Um, but, you know, and then once it seemed like it really started getting dry, we'd get another shot of rain. Um, but uh, now, you know, heading heading into the fall, um, it's, now it looks like it's not going to stop raining. So I know we got that uh, last rain like well, a couple of days ago. I saw you guys got some rain. That. Yeah, I had a little over two inches. Yeah, it'll finish the beans off good. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Give a boost to the brassicas. Yeah. But, yeah, now we're calling for four plus inches of rain here the next four days, so it'll be interesting. Hopefully your house doesn't wash away. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. But. So... So are you planting food plots, like, with intentions for early season, late season? Um, obviously, you love to shed hunt, which we can talk about later, too. But what are your yeah. What are your intentions with uh, your plots, really? Um, basically, I like having, I want to have my food um, when the other crops around the area start coming off and, uh, Basically, I want something for winter season um, from December into January, um, you know, and then all the way into shed hunting. So I'm, uh, I like to have grains and greens 
the popular phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it, um, so basically, I I set myself up for uh, late season. Yeah. So, but like clover and stuff, will deer dig for that in the wintertime, or is that kind of early season plot? Um, um, yeah, no, I've, I've had great luck with clover, um, especially during gun season. Um, but, um, it, and it will, you know, they will dig, you know, for it, uh, through the winter months, but, uh, I'm just, I'm sold on brassicas and, yeah. and beans I, and corn. I, I knew that you love brassicas and I went to the Wisconsin like deer show, whatever it was that you guys brought monster buck there and you had a little little area and i know a lot of people would walk by and ask about brassicas and radishes and whatnot and they just said no deer are touching them they don't they don't even eat them and i you said something that just keep planting them what do you yeah i mean yeah no i i hear that quite a bit um you know people come in um, from all over here you know in western wisconsin and some have tremendous luck with them some don't um but uh you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, a lot of factors go into it, you know, with what your neighbors have planted and, uh, you know, what, what's actually available around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, one thing I like to tell people, um, if you can is, you know, take, take some shell corn and broadcast it out in Nebraska and get those deer to get their nose down in it. And, um, you know, if they're, they're digging for the shell corn. They're, you know, they're going to have their nose in the brass goods and um, you have a better shot of, you know, getting them to, you know, browse on it or, you know, they're going to be close by. So mm-hmm. um, I guess that's what I tell people. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't give up on it if, you know, they're not getting hit, you know, right away the first year or two. For sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, was it right away when when you planted them that the deer hit them, or did it take a little bit for you too? Yeah, no, I I have luck, you know, with them right away in October, um, all the way through until they're gone. <laughs> um, you know, they'll hit the hit the leaves first, and then yeah, once the snow starts flying, they'll you know eat those bulbs, flush right down to the ground. How deep do they go? Um, uh, it you know a few inches. Um, the radishes, you know, they. They dig a little deeper, um, get down. Um, you know, I've seen them anywhere from you know, six, eight inches down. Okay. I don't know if you have like a one of your sheets in front of you or not that you kind of brought to the Wisconsin Deer Show. But what is yeah. what is some of the most like common seeds that you're kind of telling people this is what I would plant? I know you you love chicory and um, alfalfa or clover, um, beans, corn, what are you kind of trying to push on to people? Yeah. So right away, you know, in the spring, um, you know, I tell people and you want, you know, your corn and beans are, if you're looking for something late, mm-hmm. you got to have them. Um, and basically that's it. And then otherwise, your, for your fall plantings, you know, I, I kind of push people towards planting cover crops um, from May you know, all the way into August just to um, keep the weeds at bay and prepare yeah. that soil and seed bed for fall planting. So, 
you know, oats, buckwheat, um, you know, you, you can let that winter rye go all spring and summer long. Um, so yeah, basically those are the three major ones along with corn and beans. Um, and as far as like clover and chicory, uh, I like to establish that here in August also. Um, we get in this time of year, it's a lot cooler temperatures and not as, um, hard fighting weeds. Um, so it gives those, you know, plants a chance to get established without any weed competition. So, mm-hmm. what, uh, yeah, that's, go ahead. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's basically, um, you know, my strategy when it comes to, um, planting from, you know, spring into summer. Yeah. And I mean, you've had some pretty good success, I would say, with some of the trail camera pictures I've seen and in your yeah, plots. Yeah, look, no. Your plots look good. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, especially during the summer months, it's, you know, there's food all over. Yeah. Um, but you really can tell come fall time when, mm-hmm. when the crops are harvested in the area and snow starts flying and you have food source here, you're going to have the deer too. So with bean and corn, would you say that deer ever kind of get away from that or they're always going to, because everyone, everyone has beans and corns in their plots, whether obviously the egg fields, people leave some on the end of the field when they're, you know, a lot of gun hunters do that now. Um, but people, people plant bean and corns. That, that's what they want. They want a late season. They want to find sheds. What is something that you would plant? Obviously, you love corn and beans, but something you would plant besides that? Uh, anything that's going to stay green um, in the winter. Mm-hmm. And that's your brassicas. Yep, so brassicas, um, even, you know, the clover, chicory, um, along with the winter rye. and know um, a lot of guys are planting uh, beans late mm-hmm. um, with the oats and peas. Okay. Um, that's a good one, too. But... Uh, for me, I've had the best luck with clover and brassicas, mainly brassicas. What is your, I mean, you kind of live up, I would say, up on the hilltop. I don't know, but what is your soil like up there? Uh, very, it's, it's good. Um, yeah. More dark, mm-hmm. um, rich soil. Um, yeah, I didn't know if you if you did any um, fertilizer and chemicals. Um, yeah. Yep, yeah, no, not. I usually put on, you know, fertilizer every year. And then, um, um, with the crop rotation I have too, um, you know, that kind of helps keep the organic matter up. And, um, so yeah, I usually have pretty good luck with where I'm at and the Mm -hmm. soil I'm working with. Yeah. That was another question kind of with people at that, that show. They were like, well, we live in central Wisconsin and it's pretty sandy, which it is. And yeah, what what did you kind of tell those people where you live in a sandier location? Yeah, um, uh, basically with the lighter soil, you just want to build that soil up, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a process. But yeah, um, basically you, know, you plant winter rye, clover, um, and just you know repeatedly keep doing that process. Um, yeah, and just to you know, build up that organic matter, but 
it's tough. I mean, yeah, you look uh, at the corn. Not easy, but yeah, you look at the crops down here versus back home. You know, central Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin, some of the areas that it is kind of sandy, and you can tell within the leaves almost what where where the soil is rich and where the soil is sandy, rocky. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It, it is what it is. It's just kind of tough some places. Yep. So yeah, you just got to work with you know what you got. And, um, you said winterized. You know, ultimately is the easiest to grow in those later conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'd, I'd plant that, let it grow out, um, burn it off, mash it down, um, and then you know kind of repeat that process. Yeah. Well. That, I think that covers kind of what you do, Monster Buck, Elk Mound. That's where you can find it, and and go to the go to the area where Jordan is. Don't go in the Elk Mound area, uh, the seed area, because you don't want to deal with his cousins. <laughs> Tell him not to listen yeah. to this. <laughs> no, I'm sure he'll. At some point, he'll get on. That's good. Perfect. Well, I also want to talk about. Uh, probably the most important thing, uh, which is your family. Um, you know, I was just kind of curious. I've never, I've never even asked you, um, how you, how you really got started in the outdoors. Um, obviously since I've known you, uh, you wrestled in high school and I was just a little kid and I came and watched you and I knew you hunted and you were big into the outdoors, but what really got you, um, in the outdoors and motivated and what you do now. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, looking back, um, I can remember being hooked in the outdoors, uh, right away when I was a young kid. Um, you know, the main thing I remember is, you know, the Wisconsin gun deer season. Um, every time that I came around, I was just, man, I was ecstatic. <laughs> I just remember, you know, watching my dad go out hunting, um, and, uh, the group that he hunted with, uh, they pushed a lot of wood. Um, and I would, I'd just watch out the window and, uh, try and see anything I could. And, um, I just couldn't wait for the day where I could tag along. And that's where I feel like it, it really started for me. It was, um, just seeing that blaze of orange in November and the, uh, trucks and, hunters in the back of them driving from woods to woods yeah that i think it's the same thing kids kids nowadays are pretty fortunate they get to hunt when they're 10 years old but when even even oh, I mean, even younger than that yeah i know yeah i guess now That's, nowadays it's like i've seen kids shooting when they're 78 years old yeah but yeah. When I, I mean um, even when i was in grade school i was like i couldn't wait till i was it was like that mentor program 10 years old and i was mm-hmm. like I can't win. I cannot wait until I can finally carry a gun with the guys that I'm with. And that's the biggest thing is I didn't even, you know, nowadays, I mean, everyone loves gun hunting. That's big bow hunters, but really the camaraderie that kind of comes with it is like the ultimate for me, at least. Yeah. I think. I, it's just, so, it, yeah. just to get together with everyone and have a party. And I don't know. I, I think, yeah, like, it's, it's definitely a special time of year. Uh, one, I, you know, I'm a big bow hunter, but, uh, there's just something special about gun season. Like you said, the camaraderie that comes with it. It's, uh, it should be a nine day holiday. 
<laughs> well, I think it is now technically it's well, an excused it, absence it, it <laughs> in is, school. But it, there should be, uh, yeah, there shouldn't be school that week. No, no. And then, of course, we wrestled, which is probably the worst sport that uh, could be during that time. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't no, think I've gotten going. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I've gotten to hunt a full gun season since I was probably seven or eight years old, just with wrestling season, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it is what it is. We got. I got. We got the rest of our lives, I guess. But. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. That's uh, you know, that's one thing that, you know, looking back, um, you know, during wrestling season, uh, wrestling only comes once, and yeah. we got the rest of our lives to hunt. But I was a. Uh, that was tough to grab. So. Oh, I, especially when all your other friends are out there hunting and <laughs> you're going to wrestling you know. practice at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I did see you posted a um, a picture on, I think it was maybe Facebook, somewhere on social media, about um, a buck your dad killed and that you got um, mounted again. And you, yeah. you kind of told a little story that I think, I think you should tell again because that was... I, I got the chills when I read that. Yeah, so that was uh, that was back in 1998. The um, best year. Yeah, That's I when I was born. I was oh even better. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was uh, I was at a friend's house. Um, I believe it was. I can't remember if it was like opening weekend or the second weekend or what, but. Uh, my mom came and picked me up and we were heading back home and um, we were going by my grandpa's farm and I just happened to look out in the field and uh, I thought a dead deer, what looked like a dead deer out in the field. And uh, I uh, I just started begging my mom to stop and pull off, you know, into the field road and, and go check it out. So she did exactly that. Um, we drove right up to it, and uh, as we got closer, I could tell it was a buck, a pretty, you know, big buck. Yeah. And I was just pumped. Um, we uh, drove up, and I stopped, and I got out and ran up to it and grabbed the rack right away and just sitting there admiring it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I noticed the parade of trucks coming, and uh, first one being my dad <laughs> coming out field and uh you know he just had his fist out the window and you could tell by the smile he had on his face that he shot that buck so uh once he pulled up i i ran to him gave him a big hug and you know that was his first mounter he ever shot so he was just yeah ecstatic I so that was a you know it was a pretty you know special moment there and one that you know i'll never forget um mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's probably one of my coolest, you know, yeah. hunting memories I've had when you know when I was a kid like that. Yeah, I I think uh, everyone can kind of paint that picture just just from you telling that this the parade of trucks when when you see orange in a truck during gun hunting season and then there's just like seven or eight more falling behind you know you know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> yep, no, it's definitely a special time of year. Which is super cool because I mean now you got uh, you got your little ones and I can see from social media as well that they're they're within a year or two and they're you said they're three years old is the oldest. 
Uh, Jack is four. He's ready. Yep. <laughs> Louis three, but yeah, Jack is. Uh, he's a. Li- I mean, he is one hundred percent just addicted already to yeah. the outdoors and hunting. And um, Louis, he's not that far behind. No, but uh, it's it's pretty special getting to share um, these moments now with them, and um, and as they grow up, um, just the memories that are to be made. You mm-hmm. know, in the years to come, and you you've you've taken him out in the blind with you. Yeah, yep. Like so that was probably you know the, one of the best purchases I made in hunting here mm-hmm. a few years ago was just getting that blind, and you know it allows me to bring Jack and Louie out there and keep them comfortable. And oh yeah, um, you know, we stay out there you know for a couple hours at a time, and mm-hmm. it's uh. I'm looking forward to it again this year. I'm sure they're going to be begging you to go on the days you probably can't be going. <laughs> For sure. They're already begging to go out there right now. Oh, I'm Not sure. even hunting. Yet. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Yeah. Soon enough, they'll be they'll be uh, either begging you or your wife. Yeah. She, yep. she, I'm going to have to get a bigger blind. I know. I was going to say, she's she's a big hunter, too. Yeah. No. She, uh, she, uh, she likes her gun hunting, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, That's pretty cool. special getting her out there too on our land. Yeah, no, that is really cool. Have the whole family. Yeah. Yep. So definitely blessed to have what we have. And yeah. No. And you, you, uh, I, I kind of forget that the land that you live on now was once your parents' land, which is yeah, a, a so, really cool, um, situation yeah um you know, with mom and dad bought the farm back in uh, 2002 um ended up passing away in 2003 and uh basically i was fortunate enough to be able to purchase the farm back in uh 2014 <laughs> um so that you know it it's a property that uh i fell in love with right away when i was younger and now um I get to call it mine and mm-hmm. raise my boys and mm-hmm. on it and build memories you know, for sure on it. Just pretty special. Oh, that's awesome. But, no, I have a, I have another quick question. Um, what was, what was like the impact that the first, the first deer you ever harvested had on you when you first harvested your first deer, obviously you knew before you had harvested a deer that you loved hunting in the outdoors but when you finally did kill that first year. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, it was during gun season and, uh, you know, being 12 and having to hunt with your, you know, your parent or your mentor, um, it was, it was tougher cause dad, you know, he was a farmer. So he only hunted a couple hours, uh, in the morning and then had to go in and do chores. But, uh, you know, I tried tagging along with my uncles whenever my dad couldn't hunt, and uh, and that's uh, kind of what how it went down, I guess, that day as uh, dad was doing chores, and I was with my uncles and, you know, their brothers, and we were doing deer drives, and I, uh, I ended up shooting my first deer, uh, which was a doe on a deer drive, um, and uh, I believe I had 
I took six shots and finally got on the six, six shots. So it was uh, pretty lucky, but you know, one of those that you know your first year is one oh, pretty special. And it doesn't matter. That, uh, yeah, and uh, even though my dad wasn't with me, um, once he found out I shot a deer, he you know that same smile he had on his face when he shot his buck was um, on his face when I told him I shot one, and it was. It was a pretty special moment there. So. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter how big your first deer is, and even any deer you shoot, really, as long as it. No. Yeah, they're uh, you're happy, but. Yep, that's the main thing, and I mean, everyone I shoot from here on out is uh, is a trophy, no matter what. For sure, I know where you. I know where you live, and I know you got some big bucks over there. You don't have to joke with us. <laughs> yeah. No. This uh, should be a good year. Yeah, no, no. One other question. Obviously, you do have two boys and a wife, um, and hunting season's pretty long, especially hunting late season and gun hunting and the entire bow season. How do you balance kind of hunting, family time? Um, you both have jobs and whatnot. Yeah, so I've really, you know, after having the boys and you know, just being busy with everyday life on come hunting season tell the, you know, last couple of years, I've really focused on the weather and, um, hunting cold fronts, um, you know, whenever I can. So basically, you know, if I pick out, I look out one week in advance, pick the two best days, or, you know, one day or whatever it is. And, uh, just, you know, try and hunt those days. Um, if, uh, if it's, you know, real windy someday or rainy, uh, chances are I'm just going to take night off and spend mm-hmm. it with family. Yeah. So Which... I try to predict, you know, try and hunt the better days, um, throughout the season and the, you know, the not so good days, uh, stay at home. Which is obviously smart you know with hunting you got to kind of you don't want to pressure an area too bad especially i mean i don't know how much land you have to hunt but you know you don't want to pressure an area too much and i don't know if you run cell cameras or not but you can kind of you can kind of pattern your deer a little more where you kind of can expect a situation sometimes yeah yeah no and that you know i'm every area I hunt is based on the wind and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how I get in and out of it. So you don't get, you know, there's not a whole lot of days throughout the season that are, you know, must hunt days. So that's just try and you know, pick those days. And then the days that I'm not hunting, you know, stay at home with the family and mm-hmm. do the honey do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at least, at least early season leading up to rut when you know rut is a little different. And yeah, you can yeah. call into work sick. It don't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, it uh, definitely gets a little tougher come end of October, November. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, but at least your wife understands somewhat. She yeah, understands no, she's hunting's here. It's, She's a trooper when it comes to hunting season. Yeah. She understands, you know, my passion. And, mm-hmm. You know, basically, nope. she'll 
Well, she'll support me throughout the season and you know, allow me to hunt the days that I want to hunt. So, yeah. Speaking of season, um, we got the 2021 season coming up soon, less than a month away. Yeah. What uh, What are your goals for this season, kind of? Uh, basically just, you know, first and foremost, just safe and, um, have fun. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this year, I guess, uh, I actually drew a bear tag for my right. area. Um, so I'll be bear hunting, you know, right away starting September 8th, um, which will lead right into bow season. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'd love to harvest a bear mm-hmm. right away, but, uh, well, bear bait hasn't been hitting the daylight in the last couple months. <laughs> yeah. Not getting my holes up too high, but um, I'm going to put my time in and, you know, yeah. hopefully get lucky. But, uh, and then uh, as far as like bow season, deer season, um, we have uh, one buck that we've called the uh, Fine Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a five and a half year old deer this year. Um, I have two years worth of sheds off of them and then neighbor has was lucky enough to pick up his set last year so um begun for that one this year um but other than that you know that's that's the main deer I'm, I'm focused on right now um but there's a couple others in the area um that uh i wouldn't mind shooting either yeah but. How, uh, where, where are you hunting bear? Is that around your home there area? Yeah. So basically I just hunt my home farm, okay. which is 20 acres. And then, um, I have permission to hunt the neighbor's land, um, that butts up to mine to the West. Um, so it's, uh, it's a nice little chunk, yeah. um, couple little draws and secluded fields. So oh, that's it, uh, perfect little area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, I've owned it now for seven years, um, you know, every year I'm learning something new about the property, and it, uh, it, it, you know, once, being able to own your own land and having the, kind of the run of it, you know, it, it, it helps as far as, you know, learning different, you know, patterns year after year, Mm -hmm. Um, so, no, that is that. That's uh, kind of the ultimate goal. One day is yeah, on your own piece of land, and 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 in your situation, it's it's. I mean, to me, I guess it seems a little more special. Yeah. No. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, uh, you know, just feel blessed every morning when I walk out the door. Exactly. To live where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Well, during your during your bull hunting season, if you had to pick a couple dates that you would that you would hunt your favorite ones. Do you have a specific date that you would want to hunt? I, you know, I don't really have a specific date. Um, basically, I like early season and mm-hmm. I like late season. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I never had much luck, you know, during the rut. Um, I know it's a special time of year when everyone wants to be out in the woods, but I just, uh, for some reason, I just haven't seen the deer, um, on my property during the rut. Mm -hmm. Um, I, so basically, you know, early season, 
um, the first couple weeks. You know, if I have one closer, I'm getting pictures of one, you know, I'll try and, you know, set up on him. But late early season's been tough. Um, mostly late season, I feel like, is my best chance to shoot a deer that I'm after. Yeah. Um, just for the fact that as a food, and, um, they're a lot more predictable mm-hmm. from late season. Yeah. So I, I, I guess any time, you know, in December and January is when I want to be in a tree. Mm-hmm. It seems a little more, I wouldn't say special, but it's pretty cool when you can follow a blood trail in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, it's, uh, pretty cool. You know, actually, you know, thinking back, last buck I shot was December 27th, um, probably four years ago. Um, and just, I just remember how special of a night it was with cold temps and snow on the ground and just seeing that blood trail being painted as it was running off. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, that would be, that would be a pretty cool situation. I definitely, yeah. I definitely someday if I had uh, a piece of land, I would love to be able to hunt, uh, late season. I mean, Rut, rut is, you kind of have to have a, um, a good setup for rut. And I was going to kind of ask you a question about, you know, mock scrapes or hunting over like a kill plot or being deep in the woods. Do you, do yeah. you, do you do any, uh, like mock scrapes during the rut time? Yeah. I, well, I, I, uh, I set up some of those scrape sticks here mm-hmm. right around this time of year. Um, and I have pretty good luck with the woods you know, throughout the season. But, uh, no, I, you know, I, I like to hunt the edges of food sources. Um, and then, uh, like you're cruising spots, um, you're in the rut morning, daylight. Um, but yeah, mostly, you know, my going into it, I don't specifically hunt scrape. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more of a, hunt over, you know, the edge of food, yeah. kind of in transition areas from bedding to food. Like a kill so, plot, I don't know, like a kill plot, they kind of call it. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I mean, I don't have any real small, you know, food plots that I, you know, kill plots that I hunt over during the rut. Yeah. Most of them are just egg fields. And, okay. Um, you know, my my food plot's like four acres, so it's... Oh, wow. It's... uh just not a kill plot, but basically mm-hmm. I, you know, there's a couple different areas where they enter yep. mainly and you kind of focus on that. Yeah. You're getting to be kind of a farmer now, huh? Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Well, I'm more <laughs> farmer for whitetails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we all are trying to do that. Who? <laughs> you got to, you got to uh, beg your cousin to come over and put those in for you then or what? Yeah, no, he, he helps me out in the spring um, with the corn and beans, but uh, yeah, with everything else, I can pretty much handle it. But what does that cost you, a case of bushlight? Well, if he, if he would take it, <laughs> but he's, he's just nice enough to, you know, no, yeah. take time out of his busy schedule and do it. So Oh, yeah. No, that's... That's good. 
Well, I got some other things here. I wanted to. I know. I know you obviously, and you've said that you love whitetail hunting. Um, but do you have any? You know, maybe someday down the road when the boys get older, any aspirations of hunting out of state or different species of elk, mule deer? You know, yeah. Um, you know, not at this time. I you know I really don't think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mainly just focused on whitetails and spend all my you know time and energy there. But, um, you know, definitely once the boys get old enough, um, where we can go out on tour and do some hunts, I would, you know, definitely be interested. Um, I, you know, I would love, I know a lot of guys would say elk or mm-hmm. moose or, caribou or something but i just want to get all west like yeah. nebraska or kansas and shoot some turkeys right now but yeah <laughs> uh yeah. but yeah you know someday i wouldn't mind you know getting out the mountains and mm-hmm. chasing around elk or mealies yeah but well maybe if you still talk to me i can we can go out there one day i kind of know some people we can go out there yeah oh well you give me a little I'll bit. Definitely of, still be talking to you. So. <laughs> you give me a little of that uh, monster buck uh, food plot seed. We can maybe well, cut yeah. it, we can cut a deal. We'll make something work. <laughs> um, now this is this is when I was a kid, but and you were on a, a would you call it a TV show, the Battle of the Bow? Yep, Battle of the Bow. I I just want I like. Just talk a little bit about like what that was like, and um, obviously, like when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be on TV. I want to hunt whitetails, and I want to be on TV. Um, yeah, and you got to do it for a little bit, and obviously, it was it wasn't easy. You had a big task. Um, you, I mean, you you talk about it, but you kind of had to go out and win um, the show, and then bring yep. it here. So, yeah, why don't you explain kind of how that yeah. Goes? So yeah, Battle of the Bowl was, uh, I believe we did it for three years. Um, it was, uh, 10 teams, um, 10 two man teams. Um, and basically we just documented our season from start to finish. Um, but like you said, you know, being younger and growing up, you know, everyone wants to be on TV, um, you know, deer hunting or doing whatever. But, um, I would say, you know, going into it, you don't realize how hard it is or committed you have to be with, uh, you know, another, your partner or having to take along a camera. Um, it just adds a whole another element to hunting. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people say, I want to hunt for a living. And, you know, doing that show, you, you find out real quick that, a lot harder than it looks like on TV. Yeah, and most people, so, most people aren't hunting for a living. They they got jobs that that you really yeah. don't know about, and and they yeah. film and stuff. Yeah, so it, you know, it was a big uh, kind of eye opening experience, but uh, you know, it 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 was fun. Um, just you know, hunting with my best friend and um, documenting our season and um, having those hunts. On film and being able to show uh, everyone is was pretty special, um, and yeah, uh, 
haven't really filmed much, you know, in the last few years, but, uh, you know, definitely once the boys start tagging along and can hunt, you know, definitely having a camera along is, uh, um, for sure, you, you know, just document those, uh, memories is, would be pretty special. But. No, yeah, for sure. I know when I saw you, when, when everyone watched the Battle of the Bow, I was like, I know that guy. I want, I want, yeah. I want to do that someday. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty cool, um, you know, going around and remember going to deer shows and having people come up to you and say good job and yeah. you know love the show. It was a pretty cool experience. No, definitely, it's definitely uh, an experience, but obviously you can't do that for your whole life. So you got to grow up yeah, sometime. Yeah, no, I guess. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, but yeah, we, you know, I love to. Love to tote that camera around and go on all these road trips, but uh, you know it's just a little tougher when you know between school and having a job, and it's uh, it's not easy. And then you know trying to be on the same schedule as your partner, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole different element to it, also. And you were with was it Mikey, Mikey Renner? Yep, yep, Mikey Renner. Maybe uh, maybe someday I'll have him on here. Yeah, That'd no, you would. Uh, he, he'd, be, he'd be fun to have on. Oh yeah, we uh, could maybe maybe one day when I uh, come back home, we can all come over to your house and we'll do a, yeah. we'll do a little episode again. Yeah, no, that'd be fun. Uh, he'd be he'd be fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got some stories. Well, yeah. Well, that's kind of all I got for today. Um, good luck uh, this coming. This coming season, I hope you shoot uh, that big buck. I hope the boys get out and enjoy it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, thank you, and good luck to you. And I'm sure I'll be seeing you around here. Yeah, sometime this fall. So no, I'll come back. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah, stop definitely have to get together and catch it up and talk hunting for sure. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, Derek. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Oh, thanks. Yep. And that's all, folks. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Rush Valley Podcast. Please give us a follow on Instagram at the Rush Valley Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Rush Valley Podcast. And check out our new website on Instagram. Thank you, and have a good one.